Okay, welcome back. So uh, this is the second hour, and I have Ann Wilder-Chamberlain as my guest, and she's talking about uh, the broadband um, uh, federal grants that have been, you know, it was an act that was passed by Congress, and this is basically, um, from their view, is to bring Internet to every corner, you know, like even the parks and wildlife, and that's really not what it's about. It's making sure people have um, be able to use a cell phone um, for emergencies. That's really what it needs to be, um, and that's so. I, I, you know, I'm not as good at this as, as you are, Anne. I have too many other things going on. So, um, yeah, can you just kind of take up where you left off on the whole? broadband thing and how that works because what's what's true for idaho believe me is true for the rest of the country and we're much more aware apparently than the other 49 states so there's four bills right now that are the most important ones that are in congress that we everybody across the country needs to be contacting their congressman and saying no we don't want this bill the first one is the first one and the worst one is HR 3557 it's called the American Broadband Deployment Act and it eliminates local authority and and um so what that means is it it gives permission to the wireless companies to um put their cell towers wherever they want with no local authority to say no Right now, the way it is, the way the 1996 Telecommunications Act is written, is the local juris- locals have jurisdiction over the operations, the um, the placement, and um, actually, it, they, they even can can say no if it's going to be harmful to the health of people. And the the telecommunications companies do not like the idea that. Um, we are getting wise to them and that cities across the country are passing ordinances to um, limit where they can put their wireless facilities because ideally they want to have these, they're all in the same bandwagon. They want to put these small cell towers in front of your house. They want to irradiate you 24-7. They want to record what you say and they want to spy on what you do. And then, you know, if they had their way, then... You would also, you know, get your cell phone out, you know, connect to every QR code in the world, and they could track every purchase that you make and every phone call that you make and everything that you do, and it's all about tracking. And so when you have local municipalities that say, no, we're going to put this ordinance, we we don't want small cells, we want to provide Internet by, by fiber optics to the premises, um, if you have to prove need before you're going to put in a big cell tower, um, we don't we don't want that. So the wireless companies, which have more money than Big Pharma does, they've gone to Washington D.C. and they've introduced these bills. And 3557 basically says we don't want these local municipalities to tell us where we can and can't put our cell towers. So you need to contact your congressman and say, vote no on 3557. It is not about freedom. It is about slavery. Okay? The second one is the one that uh, Ingrid was talking about that our uh, local congressman introduced. If you go to his webpage, he's all happy about H.R. 4141. 
it's called the BARS Act. I guess it bars NEPA from uh, being a reason to not, not put up a cell tower. So what NEPA okay, stands wait. for... Okay, I wanted you to make National sure. Environmental uh, Policy Act, and what it, it that does is it gives it, it requires a review, an, an environmental review. With every other utility in the world, you have to have an environmental review before you can stick it somewhere. But for some reason, the most dangerous utility there is, uh, wireless radiation. They want to bypass them, and I wrote him twice and told him, look, we don't want this bill, and if you want my support, you're going to pull this bill. And he wrote me back, and he said, well, you know, and it's not like there's going to be no NEPA. We just figure that in an area where there's already been a NEPA, we don't need another one. And I wrote him back, and I said, look, if you're going to add another antenna, you're going to be doubling the amount of radiation that everybody's going to be exposed to. So why would you want to not have a NEPA for every single solitary antenna that you're introducing? And he didn't answer. So the third one is uh, it's HR 3280. I have a thing. It says allows communications equipment replaced under the Secure and Trusted Communications Network Act, uh, which is also to be expanded while avoiding review of NEPA and then the fourth is uh, for amateur radio emergencies, they want to preempt local zoning authority for amateur radios with similar provisions to HR 3557. So these are all bills that we don't want. And um, you can go to, uh, if you type in uh, EH Trust and go to their website, They'll give you a lot more details about these bills. They have flyers that you can get a hold of and read all the details about these bills. But basically, you want to contact your congressman and say no on all of these bills. Okay. So, but on the state level, I mean, I understand that we need to do this for sure. But what about on the state level? Well, on the state level, we're um, writing legislation as we, as I was getting ready for this phone call, I've been I've been madly working with the the fellows from, um, in fact, Hank Allen, the guy with the bees and the heart problem, has been working with me and Paul McGavin from WireAmerica.org. The three of us have been working on this legislation that um, our Senator Scott Herndon is going to be introducing here in the next week, um, and so we've been finalizing the corrections to it, and basically what we want to do is we want to ensure local control over the placement of uh, the, the, not the wireless, the infrastructure for um, the broadband or Internet, um, and we're, that's what the legislation is all about. And it will be as soon as we have it back from um, from uh, Senator Herndon's bill writer. We're going to be posting it on our website at wireidaho.com. Okay, well, okay. okay, I haven't been talking about this, so I, people need a little background. You really did a good job with the commissioner's letter. So, you know, basically, you know, if you want to share, I'll share basically what you, you know, shared with me. And so I could help with your letter <laughs> was that... <laughs> Um, you know, back in uh, 2022, 
is when all of a sudden uh, they were given this money and then the uh, legislature gave it to the Idaho's uh, Transportation Department to write a bill. Well, no, what happened is, is <laughs> the first yeah, step, me. of course, uh, these, to these bills that are they're taking to the federal level, first they're going to the states, and Idaho was one of the states that they went to the government. They, they did it in California also. They go to the state legislature and, and say, oh, well, you know, we, we want you to support this legislature. It, it would be such a great idea if... Instead of digging the road up five times for various and sundry different utilities, we just, you know, when, uh, when um, we're going to dig up the road for one utility, we, you know, in- encourage other utilities to put their infrastructure in at the same time. And so that kind of made sense. So they wrote this bill called the Dig Once Act, and um, but they didn't write the rules on it. They sent the rules to the Idaho... Um, Department of Transportation to write the rules, and as soon as it showed, and of course they're not elected, and as soon as it showed up on their lap, then the wireless industry came in and said, oh, well, we'll save you some time, we'll write the rules for you. And what they tried to do was redefine highways as um, anything that, you know, you could put a car on or a bicycle, and that would include alleys and all kinds of things, and it, it, um, it's like, oh... Paul McGavin read the rules, and he said, no, there's a big problem with this. And uh, the Idahoans for Safe Technology also said, look, you know, we've got Idaho code that defines highways. They can't pass these rules because they violate our Idaho code that is already there. And so we talked to the Idaho Commerce Department, and they changed the one section of the rules that defined highway, but what they didn't do is they didn't put local control into the legislation at all. So we got it it limited to what actual highways are, but now we want to be a little bit more specific. So that's what our bill that we're introducing is to uh, change the language um, to include local control and also to specify that, that all the highways are about is placing the middle mile that when it comes to end mile fiber and how internet is delivered to the homes that that goes back to the local communities to make a decision on. Okay. Okay. So if you don't understand that, Ingrid, ask me and I'll I know. No, I, I, I wanted to know that. That's like great because I just, uh, I'm learning all the time. <laughs> but uh, what I'm, you know, saying is that you look at this stuff, and here we have a violation right there of another act. In 1975, uh, the Local Land Use Planning Act was passed. So, I mean, you look, and there's they have so many statutes on the books, and you can probably see something that they're doing in your state with their, you know, their bill to bring broadband in on steroids, that they're violating something else that's already there that was a protective statute that was passed several years ago that people, from people that were paying attention to what's going on. So anyway, um, yeah, I should tell Frank, whatever sound you're doing back there, <laughs> it's bleeding through for us, it's distracting. So um, anyway... So let's go into some of the problems and the eight solutions that you have 
and in your slide presentation because I think it's really good. This is really good education for most people, what you can do to get a local ordinance passed. And uh, this is really important to me. So are you interested in the problems or just the solutions? Well, we know, do you think we know most of the problems? <laughs> I think well, yeah. Know. I think the so. They, so, so the, do most people know that there that uh, the Children's Health Defense um, and the Environmental Health Trust uh, filed a lawsuit when, in December of 2019, the FCC made the decision that their uh, safety standards from 1996 were adequate for today. And so, um, as soon as they put that in writing, the Children's Health Defense and Environmental Health Trust filed a lawsuit and said, no, they're not. And they submitted 11,000 pages of studies that had been um, done since 1996 that showed for a fact that uh, the wireless radiation um, is harmful to our health, and including the non-ionizing radiation, which the cell companies keep saying, oh, non-ionizing radiation is harmless, so Wi-Fi is harmless, and the cell towers are harmless because it's non-ionizing. Well, what they don't tell you is that when they did those tests on the non-ionizing radiation, they didn't use human beings. They used dummies, and they wanted to see whether or not they heated up. And if they didn't, then it must be harmless, but that's false. So, you know, their, their studies, just like the vaccine studies, their studies are flawed. And so... Now, you know, we're dealing with this at, you know, where people, many people are getting sick from this, and not only that, as I mentioned before, they're coming out with, um, you know, the newest technology can see right through your clothes and just, you know, like the, the scanners at the airport, they're using the same um, microwave technology to check in people that are going to, you know, baseball stadiums to see whether or not they're carrying weapons. Well, this is the same technology that they want to put outside your front door on a cell tower. And um, and then they want to take away local jurisdiction as to their ability to regulate it. Anyway, right. the, the, the court case was won by the Environmental Health Trust and the Children's Health Defense, and they gave specific instructions to the... Um, FCC that they had to update their safety standards to take into consideration the uh, number of uh, wireless devices, how much it's increased since 1996, the effect on children and the effect on the environment, and um, and the FCC has simply ignored them. And you know this this that they should be going to our governments, our state, and our federal government with this hanging over their head and trying to push through this legislation that will take away what rights we have left just is shocking to me. So right. what, I, I what we can do now is we can go to our local, um, our local government and tell them what their rights are, and that's what we're doing with Wire Idaho. Right, and that's that's important. They need to be educated, and so Anne has been really dedicated trying to get um, meet city council people and and get on the agenda of these different um, municipalities. You know, for their you know city council meetings, get on the agenda for the county commissioners, and so what uh, was posted in the chat room, and you can find it on the homepage Wire Idaho. 
dot com, and you can find it on the homepage too. But I did post it in the chat room um, her whole presentation that she did January sixteenth, um, and there was also um, uh, Paul McGavin. Anyway, it was excellent. I mean, she got major standing ovation. It was really well done, and so my hats off to her for getting that before the county because generally it's been. We've been doing it, you know, just her presentation before the city councils, and we find that the planning department uh, consistently seems to block a lot of action in the smaller cities that don't have very well um, uh, trained uh, city council people. So they just take all the direction from the planner. The planner seems to be in bed with big tech and gets lots of money for it. So they're, and they're not elected. They're appointed. <laughs> so that's a whole other issue. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, talk about some of the solutions that uh, are on your in your slide presentation because I want to really nail these home because the problem is pretty evident as uh, people you know start recognizing these towers going up all over and the health problems as a result. There, many many of the listeners are experiencing. I, I've had this. <laughs> I've, okay. You know, heard from, so. All right. So, solution number one, of course, is to go to your. You, what you got to do is you just got to start attending meetings. What happens when when you attend city council meetings or county commissioners meetings is there aren't a lot of people that attend, and so they get to know you really quickly. And um, if you just attend on a regular basis and smile a lot, then um, it's not going to take them very long to wonder why you're there. And so. I just told them, you know, well, I, you don't have an adequate telecommunications ordinance, and a lot of them don't have an ordinance at all. And so, you know, let me help you write one, and let me get on your agenda and show this PowerPoint. And so they'll look at our PowerPoint, and um, my PowerPoint is available to anyone who wants to use it to go to their municipal government um, and and give this PowerPoint to them. And so then the next thing that you want to do is is also you offer them the Dalton Gardens model ordinance which we have a link to in our in our PowerPoint presentation. So the second thing they need to do is they need to make sure that they are requiring a NEPA review because if it's not in your ordinance that you have to have a NEPA review then it's it it becomes tacitly not there. So uh, hear the music coming, so I guess we'll right. go on with the rest of this <laughs> after the break. Exactly. Yeah, we will. Uh, so please stay tuned. We're going to go ahead and continue after the break. once said, actually, it's difficult to envision in this regard any other criterion, any other standard than gold. Yes, gold, which does not change in nature, which can be made into either bars, ingots, or coins, which has no nationality, and which is considered in all places and all times the immutable and fiduciary value par excellence. 
So when the question is, why gold? It's simple, my friends. The answer to that question is simply, why not? Like it or not, precious metals will always be the world's reserve currency, even though nations do not define their currency by their worth and say gold. Individuals still buy gold and silver to protect themselves from inflation. The more money a nation's central bank pours into the economy, the less value its currency, the dollar is, which means the price of everything else rises. $21 up for a bag of dog food. Seeing that the dollar is cheap, that's why the cost of everything goes up. It's because of the buying power, the value of the dollar is tanked. It's worth nothing. And the gold that your family would have owned in 1907 will buy at least the same amount of goods, if not far more. William McPhee once stated, it's extraordinary how many emotional storms one may weather in safety if one is ballasted with ever so little gold. The truth about money, gold versus cash in a crisis. Gold, a valuable thing to store. The power of gold in times of crisis. Historical sketch of paper currency. Oh, and beware the ides of rare coin dealers. And Alan Greenspan's speech on gold and economic freedom. How interesting. I'm going to give you gold and silver in five easy lessons. Seeking out the most efficient and most secure route to owning gold and converting it into widely accepted currency is the next best thing to enjoying gold-backed currency, my friends. In a world of central bankers hell-bent on devaluing our savings, you need to own private gold standard. Contact me, Jeffrey Bennett at Kettle Moraine Limited, by calling our phone number at 602-799-8214. That's 602-799-8214. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee that's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. through some of these solutions and it's also in our PowerPoint and we usually take calls the last uh, half hour so um, but some of these solutions are actually really important the, the second one you know so go ahead and tell us the second solution because this is really really important to have in your ordinance and for applications you know for cell towers in your city so the NEPA review and then the adequate insurance. So what Dalton Gardens has in their ordinance is because the land, you know, a person cannot co- 
come, or a wireless company can't just come and put their cell tower on your private property without your your permission. What they do is they go to your neighbor um, who doesn't know anything, and they, you know, negotiate with them to put the cell tower on their property. And um, if there's nothing in the ordinance that, you know, keeps it, you know, a thousand feet from your property line, then you're kind of in in deep doo-doo, but what Dalton Gardens did to solve that problem is that they made the insurance requirement for the whole partnership. So that means that the property owner as well as the cell company is liable in case there's any injury to anyone as a result of the cell tower. So that's a really strong point that can be taken care of. Um, Another thing that's been really powerful for us has been what they call significant gap. So new towers should only be erected where there's a significant gap in personal wireless service. So personal wireless service is another way of saying cell phone calls, all right? That's not Internet. That's a phone call. And that's the only thing that is mandated by the 1996 Telecommunications Act in um October of 2019, there was a court case and during which the FCC gave up its control over Internet. And so that control now goes back to the local municipalities to determine how Internet is provided. And so the cell companies have to be able to prove that not that there's a significant gap in Internet, but actually that you don't have five bars on your phone outside and it must be objectively proven by independent engineer. And if you can get that kind of language in your um, city's ordinance, that is really, really important. And there's a link to the sample language on this uh, PowerPoint that we we have here. Another solution is build a better broadband plan. So this is one of the things that they were leaning towards in Dover, and I know that another town called Kootenai did this where we want our Internet provided by wired services and wireless only for phone calls. So um, that way the telecommunications can't come in and try to provide wireless Internet because it's Mm -hmm. not allowed. Um, Turning down the power is really important. Again, I think we mentioned this earlier about 47 U.S. Code number 324, um, in all circumstances, you should use the minimum amount of power necessary to carry out the communication, which is personal phone calls. And that's uh, minus 85 dBm where people are living. So this is something that can be required in your ordinance. Um, Another one is distance. So we look at uh, vertical and horizontal distance of antennas. So they want to place those antennas in the easiest place that they can stick it in the ground whereas the local municipality can say, no, you can stick it over there in the dump. And um, that way it's away from people, it's away from homes and schools, and then you ask them to make it tall, like 200 feet high, so that it's far away from the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, Fiber optics, of course, and that's where our broadband bills come in, and the grants and following up on, you know, getting on... You know, everybody should be contacting the Department of Commerce and asking to be put on their emails for the Idaho Broadband Advisory Board so that you can look at these grant requests when they come in because you want to, They, you know, you can 
give an opinion and um, you can recommend that they go with this company or that company. When I um, read the grant request, I just looked at where they were for, and so it's not like you have to read all 25 grant requests. You look for the ones that are in your county and um, read those ones and then send a comment to the Department of Commerce and say, you know, I I think that you ought to go with this company because they're providing fiber to the house. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Anne. So this is really excellent information to empower people. Thank you. So stay tuned until the other side of the break. We're in our last stretch. tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. 
Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. Welcome back because we have a short amount of time and we're going into these solutions. So one of the points is, you know, not having a significant gap in coverage. If there's if you can get a cell phone reception, if your cell phone can get, you know, five bars in different areas and they're wanting to put a cell tower in an area where they can still get a cell phone signal, you can reject the application just based on that. If it's in your ordinance, for sure, but this is what we're using here locally successfully. They have to prove a gap in coverage. So do you want to continue, Anne? Um, sure. So I think I'm just about done here. The last thing was just uh, what we want, and this is something that we specifically, we looked at what um, what Bonner County, which is, who we were delivering this particular PowerPoint to, and we looked at their ordinance that they had, or lack it thereof, and looked at, so we directed our solution number eight page um, to some really big flaws that they had in their ordinance, or lack thereof. And then, um, then Sue got on and she talked about the Dalton Gardens ordinance and and then Paul got on and talked about how the Dalton Gordon ordinance can be adapted to just about everywhere. So, right. basically, well, let me just say that uh, Sue, that what uh, I'm just going to say, she said, "With this, we're not forbidding anything; we're regulating everything. This everything, everything is about regulating and having that power back with the city." But we have callers lining up. They're they're okay, interested. good. And if we if we have any gap in callers. I'd like you to bring up the QR code stuff because this is really big. This, they are turning through all of this. They're turning our country into communist China, you know, where there is zero freedom. And this is how they'll bring in the digital currency because you'll have to have a QR code to buy everything, you know, through your phone. They want everyone to have a phone. This is a really big deal. You've got to resist the cell phone, owning a cell phone. And even if you do, when they're requesting it, and they want you, you know, to text you something. You say, no, I don't own a cell phone. I mean, this is it's just the endless creep, and it's really bad. And this is, this is absolutely a horrendous issue, and it's not just the health problems. It's the privacy issues. So um, anyhow, we do – do we have someone, uh, caller Thomas in Omaha on the line? Hello, this is Thomas from Omaha. Hi, Ingrid and Ann. Are you there? 
Yeah, uh, we absolutely are. So do you have a question? Well, you know, this isn't my imagination at all. I'm, I, I used to live in San Francisco, and, of course, that was totally uh, Wi-Fi'd out and all uh, the cell phone sort of stuff. I understand that. But there was a telephone line that was in front of my house. <clears throat> I, I, I'm guessing it would probably be uh, the, the, someone put a thing out there, and it, it was about like 12 inches or something like that. It looked like a cell phone tower. It could, I could never find out what that thing was. But as soon as they put it up, I had heart fibrillation problems. You know, I, I was, and, and then when I went to work, it went away and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, yeah. I never could find out what that thing was. It's likely, it was likely a 5G. They can have these small little things that are, can add on to the existing uh structures you know if you have a even telephone pole they can add their equipment on because it's a small um antenna uh, or smaller structure and unless you have a meter i tell people i mean Ann, don't you tell people everyone should have a meter i mean they're a little over a hundred dollars and you own a meter and you can detect you know the radiation uh that is coming that yeah, you're being exposed to in your own apartment or your own house so I think that's really important that you actually are aware of that. And living in an apartment complex is hard because you you could have the people above you, the people below you, the people next to you. They they could all have a wireless router, and that wireless energy travels for several hundred feet, believe it or not. So it's actually over 200. A cell phone can actually travel over 200 feet. I've, I have experience with this. <laughs> You know, hypersensitive people oh, could feel, Ingrid, feel a, a cell I, I phone. Really, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't. I don't want to. No, go ahead. Um, um, no, I don't want to interrupt uh, your guest Anne on there. But uh, quick question: Are you the uh, person that does the hemp paste? No, I. That's me. But you can call well, me after the show, Thomas. Yeah, about that. Oh, We're okay, just... okay. Well, anyway, I understand you let other people uh, uh, go on there. But anyway, I love you, Ingrid, okay. and you're doing a great job. And, okay. Uh, okay, and well, I thank like you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Thomas. I appreciate the call. So, um so, Anne, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit more about the QR codes because I think the QR codes are a huge thing. I mean, we have this this big event here um, with, um, oh, God, what was that platform with uh, Clay Clark? What does he have? You know, Oh, Break yeah, the free, this is, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, gosh. Got it in my email, but I, I can't know. think of it right off the top of my head. I know, it's, it's like Wake Up America thing, but anyhow, yeah. it's Clay Clark. He wanted he was going to be on my show one time, but you know what? You know why he's not on the show? I never could get him on. It's because everything is with his cell phone. He couldn't handle that I didn't do a cell phone. Couldn't handle it. 
I mean, everything. And so all the booths there, every single, you could not have a booth unless you accepted QR codes. And I, we were absolutely horrified. I mean, this is supposed to be reawaken America, you know, or, you know, like a wake up, you know, it was like a whole, you know, preparedness thing and kind of wake people up on what's going on in our country and that we need to stand up to this uh, slow creep of communism while they're requiring all their booths to uh, use QR codes. So, yeah, go ahead. You, you found out a lot about that. I mean, I remember Hart, you said, told me Harry Heath wanted you to do an article on that, and you, you really did the research. So share with us a little bit about that. So basically, I, I, I got most of my information from the Weston A. Price article, uh, Parsing the Digital uh, Identity, Why QR Codes Are Not Your Friend. But I did a little bit of my own research because um, because this is what they're using in China. And uh, what people need to understand is that um, when they started doing these uh, vaccine passports in uh, 2021, I think, is when they, you know, pretty soon after they they delivered the, the toxic poison that they called a vaccine, the next thing they wanted to do is they wanted you to... Um, to, you know, get something on your phone where they could track everywhere you went so that, that if you got near someone and you had uh, had tested, uh, you know, positive with this, this faulty testing, the PCR test, that anybody that you spoke to, they could go after and, um, and test them and, you know, make huge amounts of money. But they wanted your cell phone for this, and it's the cell phone, the smartphones in particular, is particularly important for this. And so the idea is if you want to scan a QR code, you have to have a smartphone. Um, I think maybe some computers will do it, but either way, it's a wireless device. They want you addicted to these wireless devices, and the QR code uh, goes into the cloud where... You know, they save everything, and they can track you and, you know, document everything that you do and your patterns and whether or not you um, uh, are following their, you know, global agenda or not. And so, anyway, they, uh, they, they did it in China when they got rid of the, the vaccine passports. They kept using the QR code to track these people um, for to see if they, you know, uh, agreed with the environmental, the ESG, as it were, the uh, uh, to follow their ESG score, so that they could decide whether or not they, you know, could access the money in their bank, kind of like the truckers in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't want to be tracked, you need to absolutely not use QR codes. You know, for people, and I think Ingrid put it really well with the Reawaken America people. They you cannot stand up against something and participate in it at the same time. You have to make a choice. You know, do I want to do whatever is more convenient or do I want to say, no, I'm not participating in this agenda? Um, A lot of people I talk to are giving up their landlines. It's like, why would you want to do that? It's like pennies. Remember when they wanted to get rid of pennies? And now they want to get rid of cash. A lot of people go, oh, well, I'm going to spend cash. Well, they're doing the same thing with our telephones, okay? They get enough people that give up their landlines. They're going to take them away from the rest of us. So 
if you want freedom, keep your landline for one thing, for sure. Right. You know, even if you have to have a cell phone for when you're not at home, you need to do everything in your power to hang on to your freedom, and most of that means not playing their game, and the QR codes are part of their game. Right, and now Amazing Polly, that really, well, you know, Amazing Polly got rid of her cell phone after she did the detailed research, and she, um, and there were other things where they had a guy from Australia visiting, uh, uh, was uh, Hong Kong, I think it was Beijing actually, but he was visiting, and he jaywalked or something. He did something against their rule, and anyway, his bank account was immediately dinged for the fee. You know, I'm just saying in China, that's the way it is. Um, I mean, I don't think he was visiting. Maybe he was on a visa, whatever. But his bank account that he had was immediately dinged for the fee of uh, for of violating their, you know, trespassing rules or walking, you know, like not walking on the crosswalk or whatever it was. But it was literally a traffic violation for a walking person. And there you go. So, I mean, do you want your bank account immediately accessed by the state for violations. You know, they already have cameras at every single intersection. There are cameras that they can take your license plate and see if you ran, you know, a yellow light and it turned red and it's over halfway through, they could go ahead and send you a ticket, you know, in the mail. And this is happening in many states. It hasn't hit Idaho yet. There's enough of a pushback, but they have all the um, the stuff there for that. So, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, the more you can resist this and tell others, you know, um, the Amazing Polly show, I, I would have to dig it up, was from near the beginning of the pandemic. But I was like, oh, my gosh, I want everyone to see this at the time. It was really uh, very impactful about the QR codes and the smartphones and why you want to resist uh, because people, it's an addictive technology. Don't you find that true? I mean, I find people literally addicted. They're out in public. They're jogging. They're walking. They're on it all the time. They could be strolling a baby, and they're walking, holding on, and talking on their cell phone or scrolling. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. Um <sighs> I'm not into listening to the radio either. I like to listen to the birds and the bees and also to be sensitive. You know, I garden. I have a big garden. And and you walk out there and you you feel what the garden is feeling. And if you're connected to all of this wireless stuff, it cuts off your your ability to be in tune with the world around you. And And, you know, so... You know, for me, it's like, no, I, I just don't even want to play that game. Uh, yeah, okay. So we do have a caller, and I, I totally agree with you. I mean, this is this is another thing to disconnect us from the natural world and our connection to God, frankly. So anyway, we have Brian in Washington. Welcome to the show, Brian. Uh, thanks for that. I just wanted to add that... Uh, Jenna and Brian do not own a cell phone, and we're doing just fine. Uh, we are not alone. Many other people realize the importance of this technology uh, in involvement in our lives. But mostly I'm just calling in, uh, Ingrid, you mentioned the communists are taking us over. I'm, I want to interject that 
It is a blending of communism and capitalism. Your listeners need to know there. It has a name. Communitarianism mm-hmm. needs to be looked into. And that's, no, that's basically you're absolutely all. right. I slipped. It was my slip, right? And you are absolutely right. And I, I totally, um, yeah. Anyway, that you're absolutely right. I mean, the communitarianism agenda. This is. You know, this is the whole thing to make us feel good, that it's, it's okay. We're all in this together, we heard, right? And you're doing it for other people. You know, wearing a mask, you know, the social distancing, all of this is for the safety of the community and that we need to get out of the country for the wildlife and be cram-packed into the kill zone of cities because it's all because of climate change, but it's all for the overall betterment of the people that actually survive, the 10%, right? Agreed 100%. Uh, this Gaia worship uh, is much like Christianity, Judaism, and Muslim uh, beliefs. Yes, uh, we need to start uh, realizing these religions uh, are being uh, replaced by the worship of Gaia Mother Earth, uh, I enjoy your broadcast, Angry, ex- quite a bit. Uh, please get back to it. I'll sign off. Yeah, thank you, Brian. I, I say Terra. You know, the extraterrestrials call it Terra. <laughs> T-E-R-R-A, Earth. So anyway, yeah, the mother goddess. Okay, I get it. it it's all it's all whatever it is. You know, I'm just saying um, this is uh, – the way this agenda 2030 is coming in at a rapid pace and it's all about uh, depopulation as you can see and 15 minute cities having us all locked down in a prison and it's really a prison of our own making if we um, you know continue to act in ignorance and and have uh, entertainment over um, actually protecting our liberties, you know, because we live in a, they've really plied us with all kinds of entertainment, whether it's sports and um, Hollywood, you know, which is a spell. Hollywood is, you know, a type of wood that was used for casting spells. So it's it's all like that. <laughs> it goes on and on. So, Anne, you know, I, I really... Um, you know, I appreciate so much of everything you're doing. So, when you when you're out about on the street and you run into you know people that, I mean, we have shirts. I get it, and I I love wearing my Wire Idaho shirt that has a slash through a cell tower and that radiation harms all life. Um, but I haven't gotten a lot of comments. But I have to admit, um, I usually have a coat on because I got mine when it started getting colder weather. But I'm looking forward to wearing it in the spring more. Um, so, but you know, how do you how do you educate people? You know, especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, seeing a woman that has a small child and this child is playing with a cell phone. Do you say anything? Oh you know, yes. I just, <laughs> I just yes, want to know. Yeah. So I just you know I. Try to be really nice and and say you know you you should keep that cell phone away from your child they you know or or something like that you know um, just you know just one little sentence and they'll either they'll either make an excuse I had one person that you know told me that it was okay for their small child 
you know, some of them say, well, I don't normally do this. This is only what I do, you know, here. But at home, the child doesn't get the cell phone. And, you know, the thing is, is you can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. But the thing is, is as long as you're making them think, maybe, maybe you're planting a seed there. Um, right. I, well, maybe we should, uh, we have all of these wireless EMF fact sheets. I'll make more stickers, but I think we should all be empowered to have one of those in our purse so that we actually hand these people when we say something, you know, studies have shown that this is extremely harmful. Or at least download some of uh, Penny's uh, flyer. She has a flyer exactly addressing this issue of what this uh, these smartphones do to young children. And so I'm just saying it's, it's easier I think it's to hand them the, uh, the fact sheet, I think, than the right. than a flyer. But but I know your uh, listeners, the if they can go to the why cancer why dash cancer or why under slash. No, it's why hyphen cancer. It's a dash yeah. ca- cancer yeah. I go there all the time, and I send people to her site all the time because all the science is there. And well, she has and she has some really stuff. good flyers there. She has really yeah. good flyers there. And so um, that, you know, it's something that if you have it and it's in your car and, you know, I like having the signs on my car because people, you know, I've got your um, your vaccine, you know, signs on my car and people ask me about them. And maybe that's what we need is is to come up with a EMF uh, truth. Um, yeah, we got to come up with a bumper sticker. So anyway... Um, <laughs> and so people ask us about it, and then the people that really care will be getting the information. It, it's a lot easier to to give to give them to people that are actually curious than those who have their head in a hole, because it's really hard to get their heads back up. I agree. So we actually have Ken in Texas on the line. Uh, welcome to the show, Ken. Hi, ladies. Good evening. I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to, to go against the beast system like you're doing, so thank you. God bless you. I uh, just thought I'd throw out something that I found out uh, when I was up there in Washington, because, uh, you know, I was anti-everything. Uh, I got hassled a lot, had contact tracers, and because I... You know, I, I have a tri-field meter, but I also have a radar detector in my vehicle because it's also another great way to, to, to determine when you're getting hit with high-powered microwaves or lasers, um, and not for speeding purposes because it really doesn't work. Anyhow, my K-band used to get pegged. I mean, absolutely pegged. And I couldn't figure it out what it was, but it would always happen when the, with the contact tracers. Anyhow, long story short, uh, K-band is in the 2.4 gigahertz range, which is also the same as, you know, microwave ovens and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. So you, if you're not familiar with that, you might want to look into that as well because they've set up Bluetooth readers all over the highways and they say that they're only passive, they're not active but, you know, I don't know how much of that you can uh, believe but um, it, it, it it's still, you know, the same general frequency as a microwave oven and how many of us you know, would want to stick our heads in a microwave oven just for the uh, 
return of having you know communication capabilities um, for Bluetooth. But I'm sure you probably heard about the Bluetooth Mac signals that certain Vax people were emanating. Um, you know, that uh, I don't know how familiar you are with all that, but yes. just wanted to we're, raise... we're very familiar how it's coming out of the grave. You go to a grave site, and if they weren't cremated, their Bluetooth is uh, coming out of their bodies. You know, no, they're no. Sing- they're uh, no I hadn't up- heard about that, but yeah, I did no, it, hear about the cemeteries. Yeah. The, Wi-Fi in your house being the same as having, uh, what was it, uh, five seconds with your head in the microwave oven. That was from one of our uh, our speakers that came to one of our events, you know, an electrical engineer that has looked into it. So, yes, yeah, so that uh, 2.4 gigahertz frequency is, is what a lot of these things are and that cooks your food and also... Uh, it it also uh, the reason why they use it to cook your food is because of how it resonates with the the um, your Water. body tissue and so yeah and so um, and that's well, what just, your cell phones are and a lot of these other things is the same frequency very hard. I just to thought you. since everybody's you know doing the analysis of electromagnetic environments with regard to cell towers that they don't overlook they're placing these uh, blue allegedly passive Bluetooth readers around as well. And also that if people have radar detectors, that those can also be used as radiation meters. Um, and that well, that's helpful. Thank you, Ken. We're, we're literally at the end of the hour. And I right want to thank Anne so much. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, all our callers and everyone in the chat room. Thank you, Anne. Oh, you're just doing a tremendous job. I actually should have you on again. Hey, the time goes by so fast, so thank you. Would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly, the new Ease Off Model Easy Four replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You're listening to Real Talk Radio, only on the Republic Broadcasting Network.